What's going on everybody? Ocho here and this is a very special edition of the Ocho and Ortiz Disney podcast. This is the first interview that we've done on the Ocho and Ortiz Disney podcast. Today we are going to be joined, well, Josh isn't here today, so I'm going to be joined by a very special guest, a gentleman, an artist who has worked with NFL Films and spent time working at Disney World's Animation Academy at Hollywood Studios, as well as a man who's gone on to have a, a career as an Imagineer with Disney. He's also worked at Universal Studios, and he's now a teacher and coach for young up-and-coming artists. I'm going to be joined today by Mr. Timmy Britt. So without further ado, let's get things started and I hope you enjoy this interview. your little helmet in the background yeah thanks that's you know you have no idea how hard i had to work to get that thing like you you don't i can't even there's no words it's I a life i can't even begin to imagine how hard it took you to get there it wasn't even work either it was luck too like you had to have a it had to be a a confluence of three rivers powerful ones luck magic and just hard work like really never given up and when those three things meet it's just an explosion of just i i can't I have a question. So you're in Canada, yeah, and you guys decide you're going to have a Disney podcast. So that means you must be huge fans of Disney from thousands of miles away, like that. Well, makes my me... my co-host definitely is. Like I I I've loved it. I mean, like most people, I've loved Disney movies since I was a kid. But my my co-host goes to Disney World in Orlando like four or five times a year. Obviously, this year is different because of the whole coronavirus but he goes down to disney world as often as he can each year so we were doing a different podcast before but with corona the topic that we were discussing re really wasn't viable because there was nothing going on for it so i i knew his love for disney and i know my love for disney movies so i was like hey while the coronavirus is on do you want to do a, a disney podcast temporarily and it's actually turned into more than temporary because we've just had such a blast uh, blast doing it so far. Well, this is going to be fun. Let me just jump in real quick. I, I heard everything you said, and, and, and you, you, you reminded me to tell you something that I think your audience and your fans and people that follow you will find very interesting. Your partner goes down to Disney four times a year. And so yeah. over the years, he must have developed quite a little bit of a scrapbook, maybe a memory book with pictures and stuff from, from the different vacations. Well, what I'm I want sure to say he has. is, he doesn't really talk about it, but I'm sure he has. Well, if he goes with somebody, they're taking pictures, I'm sure. And my point is this: people don't realize when they go and they take pictures that they're bringing home those pictures and put them in a scrapbook from all over the world. But in each single one of those pictures, somewhere, some way, I played some role in it. So people will walk through and they see all this work and they take pictures with it, but they never get to meet the artists who actually do it. No, and so no. I started realizing. People have scrapbooks filled with my artwork all over the world, and they they just think, you know, it's Disney. That's what Disney does. They hire the greatest people that they can to do what they can, yep. and then they, it's teamwork and stuff. But the artists, 
really like when you said you grew up loving the Disney movies, but do you know any of the actors or act or or producers or background set builders or costume people? Like their their credits are there, but you never get to meet them. These no. are what make up Disney. It is uh, the conglomeration from all over the world. All every country comes together mm-hmm. with the most creative that they can, and. I mean, the people that don't get a chance to do it are just as creative. They just, it's just a matter, like I said, about luck and magic. It just kind of, if you get lucky and you get a chance to do it, you're part of a family of just some of the most creative people in the world. Like if you have an imagination, this is the place to go and let it grow. Imagine walking onto a job site. Now me, I've, I, I've worked really hard my whole life to get the credentials that I have to, to, to understand the craft, to know about art so I can stand there and understand the vocabulary when I'm talking to an art director that's world famous. I want to be able to have a conversation with them. And you have to do that through vocabulary. Well, yeah. well, when you get a chance to talk to some of these people, you have to know what you're doing. So, so I had to study and work really hard. And all that effort to be able to have that conversation and to walk into a room or a project where everyone on the project is more talented than you. So imagine that. So I yeah. think I've worked really hard to become the best version of an artist that I can. And then I'm just a tiny fraction of the artists that are there. So imagine the level. Yeah, of just like a small cog right. in the wheel. Exactly. So this is not about me and I did this and I did that. It's not. So when I say that about when you take your scrapbook home, my work is in everyone's home in the world, basically, that's been to Walt Disney World and Universal Studios. I worked really hard to have to be able to tell my kids, if you look in your friend's scrapbook, you'll see daddy's work right in the background. <laughs> and, you know, So just a little sense of pride from I came from Philadelphia, really a place where it's it's the mural capital of the world, a big art. So I, I grew up loving it. But to go to Disney and have these dreams come true is almost a remarkable. It's almost unbelievable. It's worth talking about because it, it inspires other people to not give up on like they have dreams, too. It might you yeah, might be one of the greatest baker or the greatest podcast. Right. So here I'm going to help you do this because you know what? I'm about loyalty. If you reached out to me and this is the first Disney podcast I get to do, I'm going to always I want to come on your show a lot. I want to become friends. I want to. I want to let people know we're just scratching the surface right now, but I'm telling you, there's big things in my horizon, and I'd like to take you with me because just well, we one certainly thing, appreciate that, and we well, want to well, be a part of your yeah. journey. So you get to an age where climbing scaffolding is is a little tough in the Florida sun. You become sure. an art director, and then you start teaching other people. So along the way, I've met so many talented artists and helped them with their career, and then there's I I shine because they shine. So my career yeah. just grows exponentially through the art of the people that I teach. So I really believe in teaching and reaching out. And I have come across some really great friends that would love to come on your show, like Kyle Maynard. I don't know if you know who he is, but... No, I'm not familiar with Kyle. Josh may be, but I'm not. He's got uh, no arms and no legs, and I'm just going to say that out. But he climbed Kilimanjaro. He's a friend of Oprah. He's won an SB. He Nike. He's he's on contract. With, he's just the greatest person and the most inspirational person. But he's just one of many. But I just want to say I'd like to open up my contact list to you to, to, to promote the show because honestly, Canada does nothing but put out great entertainers. I mean, let's be honest. <laughs> let's face it. Like, honestly, yeah, I mean, we, we've put out a lot of a lot of great artists. Michael J. Fox and Celine Dion. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Dan That's, Aykroyd and Jim Carrey. Uh, oh, my God. How about the Canadian bacon movie with. with oh, God. I, and the humor. The Canadian humor, you know what it is about you guys? You guys are proud enough to be able to just let go and laugh sometimes about things. <laughs> yes. And that's like, there's a beauty and a, and a, and a, and a real maturity to being able to laugh at yourself. Yes. I mean, I know that. Listen, I'm making videos of like 
Skeletor singing uh, love songs just to crack myself up. I, you know, I'm in the process of writing this book and some of the chapters are just heart wrenching. They really are. It's really, it's, you know, some, I had to relive, relive it to go through, to tell the story. Yeah. And I walk away from it thinking, okay, the audience is really going to feel that, but now I feel it again too. So then I turn around and I put on some music and I, I scribble a little drawing. I break up my watercolors and like a little kid, I just make myself happy. So then I post that. Now, are people going to say, well, is he a professional artist? Well, I, I don't know what people are going to say. All I know is I'm having fun. And right now, in the darkest of times, I'm just trying to be that little spark of, of just like laughing at ourselves and having fun. Like, you know, it's real vulnerable to draw pictures and sing cartoons. I, I'm not trying to. But people don't understand. Whatever it takes to get through the dark times, no matter how silly or whatever it is, I think he's frozen. Hello? There Hello? we go. Hello. Sorry I, about I, that. I, there he is. That's okay. <laughs> I think the uh, I think the construction next door knocked uh, knocked the power out temporarily. I Hopefully so. that doesn't happen again. Okay. Listen, we're gonna get through it. I, your video, our videos are going in and out, but Catherine's here working it out. You got it. <laughs> it's going in and out, but it's it. We'll 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 get through it, as you said. <laughs> well, let me give you something really cool that you can save that you can put on here. I cannot, I am obliged not to give away magic to, because it would ruin it for someone else. That's not who I am. So Exactly. But, but what I can tell you, no one else can. Like, for instance, and here's one of the things I'd like to tell you. I have been fortunate enough to be in some positions that were so cool. I got to tell you. So you're Ocho? Yes. Which is a cool name, man. It's eight. I love eight. Like, it's my, my favorite number is 88. Well, so, I... I it kind of came from a from a night of uh, drinking with some coworkers about ten years ago. <laughs> so eight shots, or you throw up eight times. I mean, there's an eights in there somewhere. Well, no. What, <laughs> basically, what happened is my my good friend Justin was just so completely wasted. He combined my first name with my last name, but by the time by the time that happened, I had left. So. When I got to work the next day, everyone was calling me Dave Speed, which is kind of the combination of my first name and last name, and I just hated it because I like I wasn't I wasn't I had already left when it happened. Um, it was invented without you. Yeah, you weren't there for the uh, the the birth of it. So. Ex exactly. But everyone everyone kept calling me Dave Speed. I'm like, okay, well, if this is if this is the way it's gonna be, like I'm gonna go all out and I'm gonna add to the name. And you guys are going to call me by the full name that I want. So at the time, it, this was around the time that you Chad Johnson guy. from the Cincinnati Bengals had legally changed his name to Chad Ochocinco. So because yeah. I was born in 1984, I'm like, okay, you guys are going to call me Dave Speed Ocho Quattro. <laughs> and so that kind of stuck, but then it kind of shrunk to just Dave Speed Ocho, and then eventually it just became Ocho. And uh, so, yeah, that's uh, that's the story of that name. name. Is Dave Speed Ocho Quattro, yes. but your friends called you Ocho. Yeah, it, it, they, they kind of got tired of going the full length, so they just eventually shortened it to Dave Speed Ocho, and then it just became Ocho. A star is born. That's how it happened. <laughs> That's funny. I grew up, my nickname was Worm growing up, so I get it. And, <laughs> but I want to tell you something beautiful that, that a lot of people, I've never said this before, so you're going to get to hear this really cool. Okay. If you've ever, if you know anything about the Animal Kingdom Park, there's this amazing attraction called Expedition Everest, where you'll go on a train ride sort of through Everest, a mountain. Yeah. Gigantic mountain. And I'm not going to give away any secrets. I want everybody to enjoy that ride. But what I will tell you is this. 
there was one time when Walt decided that he was going to buy some land in Florida. He called it the Florida Project. And he had to get it in other names because people would have tripled, quadrupled the price. Yes. It just wouldn't have been right. Yeah. Especially since it was a swamp. Let me tell you, I've been bitten by every bug there is on this planet by working down in Florida. It is a swamp. So we'll talk about what happens when you sweat in the summer down there when you're working in your full gear. Oh, oh, oh. oh I can, we'll I save, can believe it. We'll save that for one of your one of your more disgusting shows. Uh, <laughs> you know, when we when we're making up nicknames, that's when we start making up nicknames. Oh, it's so bad to sweat. <laughs> All right, so, 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 so Walt says, and I and I love this part about it's kind of what motivates me. He said, "Well, I bought enough land so that the imaginations could continue, and we have enough room for every imagine everything we can imagine." Yeah, and like to think that far ahead to be that kind of a visionary, and then to be the beneficiary of it personally, because here's what I'm about to tell you, and I had to build it up that way so you understand where the motivation, the real spirit of the magic is. Ocho, I got to stand above the highest floating mountain in Pandora nice. as you build it and, and create it. But wait, wait, wait. From that viewpoint, I have a photograph that I can never show anyone because I can't give away the magic. But I can tell you this, what my eyes saw. I'm above the floating mountain looking out over all that land that Walt bought because I can see the Tower of Terror. I can see Cinderella's Castle. I'm looking between two floating mountains, and the peak of Everest is right there because I'm in the same park. Yeah. But can you imagine seeing past that to the swan and the dolphin? I can see all the way to the Epcot Ball. I can see Hotel Row, and I can see a balloon way in the distance at downtown Disney, or which is now called Disney Springs, at that floating balloon that people ride. And so here I am, this street rat from Philadelphia who works his way so hard his whole life and studies and, and just paints and paints and paints to get to a place to picture exactly the vision that Walt must have had in his head when he said those words. And here I am, so grateful. Oh, my God, like it's hard. Like tears are running down your face on a construction site because while I'm building it and making it happen, the guests can't see it. I know something they don't know yet, and me and the other Imagineers are working so hard to have that wow moment for them. But I can see them now because I'm so high up. So these random guests from all over the world laughing, pushing strollers, enjoying, have no idea what we're about to unleash on them and their <laughs> imaginations as we're about to fully immerse them. But I had to take that one moment. As pelicans, I'm talking big. They look like – if you see a pelican up close flying by when you're 200 feet up in the air, it looks like a pterodactyl. I'm not kidding you. <laughs> so, here I, so here I am building floating mountains for Pandora, which have those banshees. And I am not lying to you. All the kinds of wildlife thought it was real. That's the greatest compliment a scenic artist can have is when lizards, squirrels, crows, falcons, raccoons, like we'd have to find ways to keep them out so they wouldn't get hurt. Yeah. Like Animal Kingdom. We can't have animals getting hurt. No, but absolutely. They couldn't, but they couldn't keep away from the crevices that we created and the nooks and the crannies and the spires and the half-broken cliffs and the waterfalls that are just floating in midair. Like, it is magical. James Cameron came to thank us, and he said, when I envisioned this and I saw it on the CG graphics and the movie was spectacular, everybody, visually it is one of the most stunning movies. I went out 10 minutes later and bought it. I couldn't stand having not having it in my life to see the visual, <laughs> what he did with that movie. But that's a movie. Yeah. What, and I mean, we, we were speaking yeah. a little bit about great Canadian artists earlier. James Cameron's another one. Oh, my God. 
Like he's changed the world single-handedly. Yep. Not just with his movies, but he's going to the bottom of the ocean to find cures for stuff yep. and to learn about what he can. He's finding he's a, he's an explorer, really, is what he is. That's he's exactly got the what he is. And he's a visionary, and that's what it is. There's some people that that touch our lives, that touch the earth, that need to be recognized. Like to put your dream first is important. See, I kind of promote that, and I don't want to put my foot in my mouth here. I guess what I'm trying to say is be humble enough sometimes to recognize that someone else has a great dream and they just need your help. Yes. So if you can't come up with a dream, get behind someone else's that like Walt Disney had a dream for families to come in a safe place. And I've watched people from every nation that in the newspaper are throwing bombs at each other. But here they're sitting on a bench right next to each other while their kids are playing together and they're taking pictures and talking and sharing information and becoming friends. I've seen it. Yep. And Walt Disney World people on their, are on their best behavior. They are. It brings out the best in everyone. And that is something special. Forget about all the other stuff, the fireworks, Mickey Mouse. Put that all aside. When people step in that threshold and they're on the Magic Kingdom property or on Disney property, something inside them, that inner child that we talked about earlier about how when we were kids, we didn't have any hate. We just wanted to play and yep. learn and grow with our – you know, why are there 70 billion people on the planet? I think we're supposed to get along, you know? It's not a mistake that there's so many of us. We're supposed to rely on each other. Yep. You just look at what ants do. I mean, they have the yeah, they're, system. They're, because... they're perfectly colonized. They they yeah. they work together for a common goal for for their ant colony. For their future. Yeah. Right. Like Walt did and like like Thomas Edison did, like Benjamin Franklin did. There was people you know, they're person they're people. So yeah, they had flaws. But what they we all have flaws. Yep. Some people rise above their flaws to do something big. And I think that Walt of all the people that have been in my life or that I've known of, that I've heard of, that I've followed, that I've been interested in, if he had any idea that the genius behind what he was doing would infect people with that inspiration and that motivation to go and help. So here I am. I have a great imagination. I can draw. I can paint. I can do all kinds of stuff. But I'm not trying to make Timmy Britt world because someone has already come up with that great idea. And I can find it in myself to squash my ego and say, you know what? Forget your great ideas. Here's one that's working and it affects everybody. Go join in that. Yeah, and how, how can I help build something else up? That I, Yeah, Walt Disney World was not my idea. I don't even work for them now. In fact, the things I say, you're not paying me to do any of this, right? This is all for entertainment purposes, yep. as far as I'm concerned. Yep. And, that I, and I still refuse to give away any magic because I believe in the philosophy of it. Well, Walt started. I'm not going to untangle. I worked so hard to build it up and keep it going. Like, that was his words. Let's build this so future generations can keep. Like, Epcot was about his dream. He wanted to grow the future. I want to paint another one of those beautiful pictures that guests never get to see or imagine. And I'm telling you that it's real because I saw it with my own two eyes as a part of it. When before Frozen, now Frozen just, when Frozen came out, it took over the world. Yeah. Everybody 100%. Left. Yeah. So, in fact, I was with a crowd of people walking. I think we were going to like the, the Soren adventure and it was so crowded one night. And I'm with my kids and it was, I just, I just have to share this one little magic moment. I didn't know people were listening, and I'm kind of just obnoxious about my imagination. If I could be anywhere and just break it, I could be anywhere. Did I lose? I lost something. No, I'm still here. Oh, I didn't? Okay. I'm still here. I'm just trying to get my uh, visual back up, okay. but, but I'm still here, so keep going. <laughs> yeah, so so you can imagine some days there's crowds at Disney World. That's an understatement. There's oh, for so sure. Many. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> so when everybody's trying to get up an escalator or or down a flight of steps from an attraction in or out of it, there's a lot of it slows down. People have to slow down to go up the steps. And my kids are bugging me. Now, now Frozen just came out. So the song is in the back of everybody's mind. And the adults are annoyed by it. 
and the kids <laughs> love it. And it's and it you know you know I think the adults are know, still annoyed by it today. Uh, <laughs> So, so I just take one line out of that song and applied it when I had a captive audience that couldn't go anywhere because we were all stuck. And my kids are saying, Dad, we should use the escalator. And they kept saying it because the steps were so crowded. And me, <laughs> I won't let that ruin the magic for the guests. I can't, even if I'm not working there, there's a moment and an opportunity at all times for humor. I'm sorry. So I know that the adults were in Epcot. They're, that we just, Norway just went from the maelstrom, which everyone loved. It was so heartbreaking. And I have to be honest with you, I was a part of that transition from the maelstrom to Frozen, which was heartbreaking every day watching, you know, the transition. I, I'm not going to break any magic or give away any secrets, but one day it was maelstrom and the next day it was Frozen. And that's all I can say. <laughs> but, but to have that happen, I had to go in the middle of the night now. You have to work at night. Like, that's the magic is, you know, this needs 24 hours. You don't, there's no, the guests can be there a certain amount of time, but then... You yeah, want to make it matter. The workers, it so never they, stops for the workers. Never, ever, man. It's it's the most beautifully well-oiled machine ever. So to be a part of it, you have to be included. If you try to fight the system, it's like trying to turn an ocean liner when you're just doggy paddling in the middle of the ocean. Here comes an ocean liner. You're going to turn in the other direction. No, no, no. You want to go with what they're doing because they have it worked out so that if you just I'm sorry, I my headphone has fallen off. No, that's uh, fine. My happens to me too occasionally. This, I'm I'm a rookie at this, so just <laughs> if you just bear with me. So so the spires of the towers of Norway, which is really really accurate. The country Norway has to approve what you do in each in each country. So if you work in China, the the Chinese embassy comes and checks out to make sure that you are not offending anyone, that you're doing it uh, properly to their culture. Yep. So that is a really cool part of it, but. And it gives a real stability, like it really gives credentials to Disney. I mean, they have people come in to say that it's accurate because guests from all over the world are going to come in and everybody's looking for holes. You can't have any in Disney World. You've got to cover all your bases. So uh, you've got to really give them credit for what they do. They, you know, people, a lot of people complain about prices, but I've got to tell you, I've seen where that money goes and it's still a bargain. I, I'm not kidding you. It's a bargain. Now, remember, I don't work for them. I'm not making no money to say this. I'm telling you just the truth about the place. They put the money into your safety and they put the money into your enjoyment for everyone and it's almost an impossible task that they do and yet they pull it off it, it's magic it, yeah, the only they've, way been, they've been doing it for 50 years well that leads to a couple other things so wait so as i'm on the top of the spires making sure that they're just right for opening day the next day they were testing out the colors on the on the spaceship earth the big ball but i'm above it so i get to see the glow as it changes from purple to orange to green to yellow reach out across this dark park. They turn the lights out because they also have to test the flames around the, around the uh, lake. The, so there's a ring of fire that lights up out of nowhere. And here I am 200 feet in the air in the dark looking at this magnificent scene. And I'm like, oh, if the guests could just see this and Walt, like I know Walt's watching, but it, like I'm a real sensitive, like I love what I'm doing and I love being there and being any small part of it. So for me to see it with the eyes and imagination and, th and the knowledge I have, like I get sentimental about it. And it was so beautiful. But I want to get back to the story with the steps and my kids. So my kids are like, let's go up the escalator. So we're still in Epcot now. I took you from the top of Norway over to Spaceship Earth. And now I'm taking you to the crowded stairways at Soren. And there's crowds of people. And I'm feeling kind of happy about the Frozen thing. I had to accept that the Maelstrom was gone. And Frozen is actually just this great story. It really is. It's yeah. adorable. It's exactly what it's supposed to be. It hits on all cylinders. 
you get, Disney knocked that one out of the park. So we just got to accept it and embrace it. We're not all five-year-old girls who fall in love with snowmen, <laughs> but we can pretend, can we, for five minutes? And since I had such a a, a, a big part of the, the, the reimagining of that, I was in the spirit of it. So here I am crowded with all these people. We're going up an escalator, and <laughs> they're like, Dad, why can't we go on the escalator? Now, my kids are very well-behaved, but they were tired. Like, I have the energy of like the energizer rabbit i put him to bed every day so i have more energy like i say good night energizer rabbit and i'm still going so my little, and i'm running like yeah that's part of the magic too is energy but when you love something like it, it you're tapping into the source like when your heart is behind something it it it, it, it propels you it, it you that's where my energy comes from i i i'm not trying to sound cheesy but i love a lot of stuff and I, and my eyes see beauty in ways that other people just walk right by. No, I, 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 I love it. Like I can, I can see and, and, and hear the, the, just the love and the, the pure enjoyment in, in your, in your voice when you talk about this stuff. And it's, it's <laughs> really, it's really nice to see. Cause I mean, you, you bring up earlier, like all the problems that are going on in the world. I wish, I wish we had more Timmy Brits. I wish we had oh. more people that that had that said? love and enthusiasm for 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 something for to, to put the, yeah. the the care into it. So, <laughs> you know what? I I have to stop for a minute and just very genuinely say thank you. That was a really nice thing to say, man. You're all right, Ocho. You're my buddy, man. That was that meant a lot. Thanks. Well, I I I like. It's not I just worked hard my whole life. It, it, I have it, this part to share, and when it's appreciated, you know, it's very moving for me. So thank you, because I am a genuine person. Like, sincerely, this is I, – I live my life, and I try to do things as if Walt was watching, because I someday I'm going to meet that man, and I'm going to say, I did everything I could, Walt, to keep it going for you, buddy. Like, I gave everything I had. And I mean, I, you know, I mean, it's not just on this podcast today. I, I, I had the chance to listen to a podcast you did back in 2008 with WDW Today, and you were you were telling stories about – the families that you got to to meet when when you were yeah. an artist in, in Disney stuff. and uh, like just the love and and pure enjoyment that I could hear from your voice like it just it made me want to be a part of it it made me want to go there and, and meet artists such as yourself and, and 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 to to be a part of that world that you know, if somebody loves it that much, it makes other people want to be there and to take part. So if Walt motivated me and then I can motivate other people, you could see magic is spread thusly. Yes. Around yes. the world. Right. That's the whole point. So I can go there and I've met people from all over the world and worked with people from all over the world. Like, can you imagine building something that is so important? And I'm talking five, six billion dollars of an investment. So people are very careful. Uh, they're putting a lot of money into an investment that they hope for the next hundred years will thrill audiences for generations. So there's a lot riding on it. You don't just walk on the Imagineering team. It's a 20-year waiting list. Like to get there, when you're there, you work every day with gratitude, man. I'm telling you, I I would run to work. I didn't miss a day for the first nine months, and that was only because of heat stroke. Seriously, and it's 12-hour days in the sun, and you're seven days a week, man. It's not a joke. Like don't come thinking that you're going to just walk in there. You have to give everything you have. And, and I'm not saying I did that. I'm saying every Imagineer does that. Yes. They give everything they have under conditions that, seriously, your feet are sinking in a foot of mud in the early parts of the project because that's what it was. It was a forest in a swamp, and we dug it up, and now there's no trees to absorb the water. So guess what? You're standing in water up to your knees sometimes talking about 
well, a parking lot's going to go there, and this is where the sump pump has to, you know, the logistics of the the engineering of and, it. And and that's and, one of the things that I uh, that I've loved about Disney Plus since since subscribing to Disney Plus is the documentaries like the Imagineering documentaries. I'm in that. Where you it takes you. One, I, I've only gotten three episodes in so far, so I haven't come across. Six, I haven't come across your part yet, but. Can just, I say something about that real quick? Because yeah. if any other Imagineers are out there that can hear me say this, I want to say something to them specifically. Yeah, go for it. I've been very fortunate. I've been very lucky. It wasn't talent that got me to all these opportunities. Because like you said, you heard an earlier podcast. You know how hard it is to get to become a Disney animation artist? That's impo- it's a life. It's impossible. So I do that. Then my life falls apart. Personally, Like I went through a divorce. So I had to, my kids had to come first. So I went and took care of that, came back. You know what the odds are to become an Imagineer? Then after that, so very very both. slim. No, no, it's almost it's almost impossible <laughs> because you either dedicate your life to one or do, no. Wait, wait, wait. But then it gets better. And then I worked for NFL Films and built the sets for HBO. And then I was I'm an art director for a team building all of the Harry Potter stuff. So not only did I get to be thanked by James Cameron, I was thanked by J.K. Rowling at a whole other park. Now I love Walt Disney World. But I've also fallen so head over heels in love with Universal Studios. They treat you so – like Disney treats you great. Don't get me wrong. But Universal – it's like Disney's magic and Universal's cool, if, if that makes sense. Yeah. Like if you want magic and happiness and joy, it's also cool. But it's really like – I mean you got princesses and Tinkerbell flying across you know, Main <laughs> Street at Disney World. But then at Universal, you have Halloween Horror Nights. That's cool. I'm yeah, sorry. My, my co-host Josh is very, very disappointed that that's been canceled this year because – he he goes to Halloween Horror Nights every single year, so he, he's okay, he's so disappointed it's canceled that, this year. Do you know how many artists I've taken from the? They were either they were either uh, like cosmetics uh, makeup artists. They'd either be makeup artists or they'd be costume artists or set designers, and they, and they were only there for three months or four months. Like Universal spends a year getting it ready, but the the you know when it's go time, there's. Three months, 24 hours a day, Universal, just like Disney, is working their butt off to, to bring this great presentation to you. But in the process, like I built Fast and Furious as well. So while I'm building Fast and Furious, backstage, all those other artists are there watching me walk around covered in pain saying, what is that guy doing? They had no idea who I was from Disney because it's a Universal Park. Yeah. So they're saying, what are you doing? So I sit down, I have lunch. I checked out your YouTube channel last night. I got a chance to see a video of you drawn with a little child, drawing a drawing a picture oh, of a dinosaur so nicholas yeah he's waiting on a list for a heart right now he's on a transplant plant list that's a real special subject i get is, oh my is, god did it, you see it, the video where i drew the dinosaur form and it comes to color as i say the prayer yes, yes. And i'm praying then as i'm praying the audience helps me pray and it goes from a black and white drawing to full color i have to give credit to that technical genius to my uh i have a team here at timmy Britt studios i they you know Catherine and, and, is and 75% of that team. but Just, just, uh, to, just to touch on, on that briefly, is there, for anyone that's listening that may be interested, is there anything that the listeners can do to, to help out Nicholas while he's waiting for that heart transplant? Are, are you aware of anything that they can so, do to help out? So can I give you the long version just because I love you, man? Yeah, go for it. Okay. So when we started this conversation, I really wanted to let people, just remind people that when we were kids, we didn't hate each other. That I want to say that out loud because I want the world to hear that. Our kids don't hate each other unless we teach them to. Yeah. So, so, so what I did was for Nicholas, I created this coloring book because of Halloween being canceled. And it's like everybody's favorite holiday. It really is so much fun. Whether you believe in the religious part of it or not, 
it's a great way to meet your community, to meet your neighbors. I mean, yes. honestly. Yeah. And if it's done safely and done with supervision, kids can have memories that they'll have their whole life. Being a superhero for a night or being a, a villain for a night. You know, <laughs> you know it's a great, great Sometimes thing. Sometimes villains that we... are the finest to be. Absolutely. <laughs> so what I did was, I, looking at, 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 if you watch the news, everybody's a monster. I'm sorry. You're all monsters. Yes. Everybody's a monster. That's yep. on. Everybody on the news right now and on TV, I love you, but you're showing your monster side right now. Because underneath that monster was a little kid one day. And so what I did was, Ocho, I created characters. Like, I created a zombie, but they're little kids. And he's, like, taking off, he's taking his brain out of his head, and he ripped off his own arm, and he's handing you. So it's a coloring book. He's handing you his brain and saying, like, this Halloween, share some good advice with somebody younger. Teach somebody something. So he's handing you his brain as advice. Another one is, like, sharing. There's a little ghost who's handing, he's got one taffy for him. And one taffy. So it's about sharing and giving. There, it's, it's the candy kindness collection. So what I'm doing is I'm making up a coloring book that we can give out to kids that are in hospitals that, A, wouldn't go to Halloween anyway because they can't, the germs, they can't just get out. But they can color. They can hold sterile crayons and they can color. The message is really good. And I want the adults to see that underneath that, you know, if we all bring out our monster out into the street, then it's not, you know, it's not really who you are. I know that people are better than the way that they're behaving right now. Absolutely. And so... And so I just want to remind them, if we could just for five minutes remember the things that we learned when we were five and six, let's find some innocence and then build on that. Because I think if we go back to that and work forward, we'll see where the problems were. And if we can be honest with ourselves, you know, there's no place for hate on this planet. I'm sorry. And I'm going to do and, – and the way to get rid of it, nobody can hate something and laugh their ass off at the same time. So what I try to do is I try to create as much humor as I can to put your body in that place where we'll accept better messages. You know, when you're laughing, you know, you can't even have stress. It's physically impossible to be stressed out and anxious and laughing where there's tears coming out of your eyes. Yes. So, so, so if you can get people there, it's a, there's healing in it. So through art and comedy and dance and music and all the arts, I'm calling on every artist and entertainer out there to pull together and let's get silly. Man, let's do it. Let's just get silly for a little while. Let's finish out the year strong. Let's let's just not worry about stuff and try to find the innocence again and the playfulness that we used to have. Because when we build and we create, it's a different world. When we destroy and we ruin and we burn, well, then we're just going backwards. And who wants to do that? So the line I had going up the steps before I forget is, the stairs never bothered me anyway. But I sang it like the movie when she says, <laughs> the cold never bothered me anyway. So here I am. I'm going, out loud, this grown man, you know? And I... You can't tell now, but sometimes my voice is, is in pitch. It's okay. Other times, uh, I sound like a gargoyle with razor blades. Mine's never like right in now. pitch, so it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, the stairs never bothered me anyway. <laughs> and the adults lost it. So all the, so they hear my kids saying, Daddy, Daddy, Daddy. And instead of saying shut up like most parents do or stop or whatever, <laughs> I remembered I was on stage, even though if you're on property, you've, you know, there's backstage, and then everything else is stage. So if you have any love for the place, act as if you're, you know, you're, you're part of the background because you don't want to ruin it for somebody 10 feet away that can hear and see everything that you don't know about. You always have to be vigilant. That, that piece of paper that's going across – like I'd walk through the parks, and if I saw trash, you're darn right I'd pick it up. You know why? Because that piece of candy wrapper that's flown by because someone else accidentally dropped it is in the photograph of someone else. And in that photograph, it's the very last picture they're taking of their grandmother while they had her alive. They go home, and that day, their grandmother passes away a week later, whatever. They go through the photographs, and now there's the one of grandmom smiling. It's the last great picture they have. Now, do you think I want that magic to be ruined because there's a candy wrapper flying by in the Absolutely background? No. Not. So I care about the place whether I work there or not. It is 
hallowed ground to me because of the memories it represents for other people, strangers, complete strangers. And it's that feeling about it that gets me to do I've gone to lecture professors in art. I've gone to guest speak at at places all over the country. Really, I have schools, motivational speaking for students to believe in their dreams. You know, I'm a great I'm a great person to say, hey, you can do it because I did do it. You know, like I did it. I, I, I didn't do it alone. And anybody else that has a dream knows that you never made it on yourself. Somebody handed you a sandwich or twenty dollars for gas or they gave you a ride or so, along the way. People reached out and helped. So when you get there. You turn around and you pay it back, man, and you start helping other people. Uh, through the years, I've real, I've been real grateful. Like, you know, when your dreams come true, stay grateful because if you let it go to your head, you become the thing that, that doesn't have that magic, that initial innocence of it, that wonder. You lose the wonder when you become enamored with yourself. Yeah, like so, you, say, like you so, said earlier, it's very important to, to stay humble. Exactly, because you, I am only in that position by the grace of God, by the luck of Mickey, by Walt, or whatever. I, I don't know what to tell you, but I was fortunate, and not only fortunate, but I mean, to be an animation artist at Walt Disney World, I could have stopped there. Then my life fell apart, and I didn't want to show my kids that I was going to give up, and they lost Walt Disney World too, as my whole life had to go back up to New Jersey. So once I got control of everything and sorted it out, my kids turned to me and said, Daddy... Go get Disney World back for us. And I said, guys, animation has moved to California, I think. There's no my job that they promised they were holding for me. It might not be there anymore. And they said, we believe in you. So I go down. Now, I just lost my dog. Like, it's a heartbreaking story. But I go down with nothing. My car. That's it. And a heart full of dreams. And I said, okay. Probably just a couple bucks in your pocket. I had $5,000 to start my new life. That's the truth. $5,000. Because I had to take care of my kids. Yeah. And, and, the and story, kids you know, always the come first. Was, so when they said that, and I couldn't go, my dog was just, I love my dog. He's 16 years old, loyal, couldn't, I, I can't never, he saved my life, honestly, this dog. I, I wouldn't have got through it. But he passes away, and he knew I wouldn't leave without him, and he knew I couldn't take him with me. He was just so sick. So he did the most beautiful thing. He just died in my arms, and that was it. I said, okay, if animation isn't there, I wonder, I can paint, man. I can draw. I can paint. I know the system. I know enough people that maybe I can get down there and... It, the odds against it, there's a 20-year waiting list, and they accept one out of two million applications every year. So me to go down there and do that, I, people were laughing at me. They're like, look, you got lucky once, man. You can't go down and do it again. But when you have motivation and you will not give up, there's a formula for having dreams come true. Can you still hear me? Yeah, yeah, mo yeah no, I can definitely right, I hear just, you. I'm just enamored with this story. I'm glad to hear that. Thank you. Because every, every word of it is true. When when you want a dream to come true, and this goes true, this is for any person that can hear my voice and understand this language that I'm speaking, because I want this the whole world to hear this, because this is how it works. You have to have a dream that you believe in with all your heart. That is the first part of the formula. That's the first ingredient. Without that, you just go go work somewhere else, go work for somebody else, or go you know do whatever you can, and God bless you. Yeah, because you're pretty you much dream, wandering around aimlessly if you don't have your own goals and motivation well, to do something. Well, I, listen, I love you, but I'm not sure that's fair. Some people get into a situation where they have six kids and it's not time to dream. They got to go pay the bills. That's fair. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I, I love what you're saying, but there are people that say, Hey, now my kids are grown. I'm a little older. Is it too late for me? Or how about that kid that is just about to make his decision, which is going to be his major. And he hears these words and decides, you know what? Timmy's right. I'm going to follow this because I have the opportunity. So I don't blame anybody that can't chase their dreams. I got to be very fair with you and say that to you because I love you. What you said is true. 
but I, I don't want to I don't want to exclude anyone from being able to just see what I'm saying. Yeah, it's no, not no a, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So I'm sorry. I didn't mean. Uh, no, 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 no. That's fine. I, I appreciate that. Yeah. So so the formula is very simple. It couldn't be easier. Like most great things in life, when you break it down to its simplest form, here's what it is. And I've spent my whole life trying to do that. Break it down so I can tell other people. Because I'm not special. I just worked hard and believed in something. So ingredient number one. There's four parts. Ingredient number one. Have a dream that you believe in with all your heart. And this is the, this is the crucial part of the formula. Without that, if you don't believe in it with all your heart, then no one else will, first of all. And second of all, you got to get out of bed every day. It's not gonna, easy. There's nothing easy. This isn't the formula for a shortcut. This is the formula for the long game. You want it to be real. You want, it, you want a dream to come true. This is what you need to do. And I say that with all the confidence in the world because I'm working on my fourth dream that is impossible to come true. It starts with the show here with you because I want to start getting out there and letting people know what I can do and about this story. So that's the first part. Have a dream that you believe in with all your heart. Every word of that sentence is important. You can't take any part of it away. It's crucial. Have a dream you believe in with all your heart. Part two, do the work. Part three, do the work. Part four, do the work. You have to have a dream you believe in with all your heart. You have to do the work, do the work, do the work. I worked as hard as I could and people noticed. So that helped. I was on top of everything and, and, and had a good grasp of what was going on because I was working so hard. Like everything fed into it. So as long as I kept my dream in my heart and got up every day and worked as hard as I could, as efficiently as I could and as quickly as I could because time is money for everyone. You're getting paid by someone. You know, they're not paying you to sit around. you got to work. Yeah. So I hate to break it to anybody that has a dream and wants a shortcut. That is the shortcut. Anything other than that, you are wasting yourself and everyone else's time. Now, there's nothing wrong. It's very noble to say, okay, I always dreamed of being a dancer, you know, but I'm a plumber. Okay, God bless you. Then be the best plumber you can. Make that your art. Find a way to make your solder joints so perfect on one try. Try to make your solder joints like you're under someone's sink. The garbage disposal is four inches from your face. You can't see anything. And yet you have to spark a torch and, and solder that joint so that this family doesn't have a leak anymore because every time it leaks, their floorboard's going to go through and they're going to lose their whole kitchen. And you know this, and they don't have the money. That's art to me. See, that is poetry. If you can be that skilled at your craft, then, sir, you, you did fill a dream, fulfill a dream because to do that takes the same amount of heart it takes to stand on top of those mountains of Pandora. I promise you that. Yep. No different than any other guy that gets up to work for his family. Yeah, or, 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 or to be a dancer. <laughs> Or to be a, a podcast hero. Exactly. Like you. It's true. You are. Because there's people right now that are driving or working or, or whatever, and they have a chance to listen to you. And something you say, something I say, just this opportunity for them to listen to it might ignite something inside them that changes their life. I get letters all the time. Ocho, listen, I'm not kidding you, man. This is not about me, but I got to tell you the truth. My team is opening up letters every day and emails every day. 12 years ago, you changed my life. You gave my daughter a chance. I called you and said, hey, if you have an opportunity for my son to work on your team, could you? And you came through. Now he's an art director for this you know, toy company. Like It just doesn't stop. So I know it's working. So I have full confidence and certainty when I tell you that they are the four ingredients to make any dream come true. There is nothing that's impossible. As soon as you accept that, then why not try? Yeah, no. You know? and, and it's like you said, those final three steps. It's do the work. Nothing's That's impossible right. if you do the work. Right. Because fortune and the the universe and the mystery and the magic of all the, you know, the vibrations and energy. Remember, I'm an artist. I deal with a lot of people. They have a lot of philosophies. You know, I don't care. I still love them. I don't give a, you know, 
I don't care what they're doing. I don't care what you, but I have to absorb all these different thoughts. And I had to come up with a formula that works for everybody, no matter how weird you are. God bless weirdos. You know, I, I love that there's weirdos out there. Yeah, the, the weirdos are the dreamers of the world. Exactly. And what, and what people do to find their own spiritual balance, that's on them. So I had to come up with a formula, Ocho, that, that was a very general formula, but was so true, tried and tested, experimented, thought about. For 50 years, I've worked on this. And bringing up the 50 years of Walt Disney World, the very last project I got to work on as a final honor to me and my relationship with Walt, which if you read my book, uh, in fact, my, my, my agent and my assistant, they're all over me right now. Can I just say that I have a mailing list? I'd love for people that are interested in maybe finding out more about what I've done, what I can do, the story, everything about timmybridgestudios.art. Just, just get on a mailing list for me and we'll send you out information for it. I won't bother you. I hate being harassed. I won't harass you. I promise you that. It's a simple mailing list. Hey, the book's ready. If you're interested, boom. You can delete it. You can ignore it or you can follow through. But I just want to give people that opportunity because this is what I'm talking about. Like something inspired me and if I can inspire other people, I'm sorry about my headphone. Ah, it's, it's, it's fine. Happens to me all the time. So you're good. And then I want to mention the coloring book. If, if enough people say, hey, I'd like to buy a coloring book for some kid in the St. Jude Hospital or I'd like to buy a coloring book. You know, for 20 bucks, whatever. You buy a coloring book, and we'll ship it over to the kid. I don't know the price of it. I'm just – it's not much, though. It's a coloring book, though. But it's all original art, and it's about that thing of, you know, when we were kids, we weren't monsters. And here's a bunch of kids dressed as monsters with life lessons instead of candy. Yes, it's a picture of candy, but you can't eat candy, but you can see the colorful lollipop or the candy corn just to keep it in that Halloween spirit. But, I mean, I have, like, a vampire, and it's really cute. It's adorable as all this. It's just cute. <laughs> so my agent is like, hey – so the Halloween book, all that stuff, timmybritstudios.art. Follow me on Instagram. I'm at timmybritstudios. I'm not hard to find. You found me. You said you've listened and done, and, and, I, and, I, and I never said thank you for that. By the way, you did some research on me, and I'm so grateful and I'm so touched. So I, I just, I really, I want to say thank you to you for that. Yeah, no no problem. It's like you said, do the work. I, you know, I, I, I want to be, I want to try to be as prepared as possible coming into an interview, whether it's with you or anyone else in the future. So yeah, that's that's absolutely. This, you were very well prepared for this. And man, you said like one of the sweetest things anybody ever said to me. That was really nice. You really, like you made me cry on camera, dude. That ain't cool. <laughs> well, I, I uh, meant it. Cool. I, I, I absolutely, I love the, cool. the, I love the joy and enthusiasm. It's, it's very much infectious and it's it definitely it definitely makes me want to be a part of the of the work that you've done and i i i know when other people listen listen to you like i know in my heart that they're going to want to be a part of of the work that you you've taken part of it part in as well well i know that people don't get a chance to hear some of these things so if i could just add one more little cherry to the top of this wonderful sunday that we've built together on this podcast yeah absolutely i, I so Pandora was such a special project. I mean, there's a lot of projects. I've worked on a lot of things, but a couple things stood out about Pandora was that every Disney put their full force into it. There isn't another Pandora anywhere on the planet. It's just that one, and they may never do it again. They might have parts of it here and there, but to take on that project, they took it serious. And so when I say that, I set that up with this. They would go, they went around to like every country, and I mean Japan and China and France and Germany and Australia and Canada. I mean, everywhere there's people that imagine that became Imagineers or were Imagineers from other projects around the world that came to Florida to do this project. So why I say that to you and what's so really interesting is that I'm sorry, my agent just interrupted me. Okay, look, I hate this part, but 
I, w- I want to be accessible, so I have to. I'm a humble guy. I promise you, I am. But the mailing list for the book of memoirs, Extraordinary Everyday Magic, TimmyBritStudios.art. Thank you. I'm sorry. I was reading the middle of a story, and she's like the worst. I, I, I would be lost without her, honestly. I would be. She's the best friend that Magic ever had. So I have fun saying all that stuff because she's looking me right in the eye. I would never talk about anyone like that. But she's cracking up, you know. So what I want to tell you about that great thing about being able to have the opportunity to do that is, is a waste if I don't get to tell people, like, this is what happened. This is what magic looks like. So here, I'll never forget Fujita and Hoshino. These are these two guys. One's from China and one's from Japan. And those two don't speak the same language. And I don't speak their language. And they don't speak my language. So here we are building something that the investment, I don't even want to tell you how much it costs. All the pressure in the world, deadlines right on top of us. Yep. And here the three of us are, and nobody speaks the same language. Yay! <laughs> so what we do is we pick up our paint brushes. And this is one of the greatest things. Like my dad, I did really well in school, and my father said, you need to work for NASA. That's, that would make me proud. And my mom said, you should be a doctor. That would make me really proud. And I said, I want to be an artist. And they said, you're kicked out of the house. So it was, <laughs> they didn't understand. Right. Listen, so, so, so here's why I knew I was right and that they had to let me do this. Because I would take a spray bottle and I'd fill it with like paint so that it would just be like the, the vehicle is water, basically. But yeah. the medium, you know, the pigment of the paint, I can reach in. It'll absorb into concrete. Like so. So we carve this beautiful thing, and then we have to paint it so it looks real because concrete isn't blue. It's concrete color. Yeah, so exactly. We have to find ways. So there's depth and value and movement, and art- artists out there would probably love to hear this whole conversation. But I'm just going to give you the meat and potatoes of it. We understand shaking your head up and down is yes, and we understand shaking your head side to side is no. So we have limits. That, that's, our, that's our communication. But with paintbrushes and color, they were able to show me things and techniques that have been in their culture for thousands of years that they learned that I had no access to. And I got to show them that raw American, look, we're going to get this done way to do things where we're putting dark in first and putting light on top or putting the light in first and building the dark around it. Now, you may not understand what that means. And if I told you the different colors are involved, I'd probably be telling too much of giving away too much. And I don't want to do that. I never want to upset. I'm trying to build something here for Disney. I want, I want to always... I always want to flatter Disney for no other reason other than I believe in the place. Yeah, and you, not, you, you don't want to, you don't, you also don't want to like want lose their trust say, in any way. Yeah, I want you to walk by and say, there's a floating mountain, not, oh, I know how they did that. Yeah, like, exactly. I'm, how did it. I'm just telling you that, you know, you're not stupid. You walk in, you see what it is. You see, that's the marvel of it is that you actually, two parts of your brain are going at once. One part says, now that can't be real. And the other part says, but you're looking at it. Of course it's real. You can touch it. So so there's that wonder. It's like, it's, am I? And now you're immersed. That's the first step of immersion. That's how Alice gets down the rabbit hole. That's how you get through the door when you drink and you get small and you eat and you get big. Like this is the magic transformation that takes you into the immersion of the magic that is Disney. But I want to tell you from an artist standpoint that when we go from shaking our heads no because we don't understand what we're talking about to hugging each other 300 feet in the air, two, three grown men jumping up and down like kids because we got to communicate through light and shadow and the hues and different colors and textures that we're trying to apply for the guest. But that didn't happen. Three, uh, you know, We got excited. But the real moment was when all the other Imagineers are watching and the three of us come all the way down the scaffolding. I'm talking it takes 20 minutes. All the way across the thing because 
even though we can see it from two feet away, no guest will ever be up there. The only person that's going to see this is a squirrel or a bird or whatever. Yeah. But, but, but guests on the ground have cameras that can zoom in. So nothing is hidden from them, but the perspective has to be right. So I'm trying to make a mountain look like it's floating, you know, 700,000 miles in the air. I don't know how high they float in Pandora. They're just up there. They're floating mountains in space, so basically, around this like planet, this moon of, of, of Pandora. So how do we make it look that high? Because we, can we can't go into the stratosphere to paint this, basically. You know, there are some limitations to even Imagineers. We can't paint the moon. You know, it's hard to get to it. And who can make that much paint? <laughs> so yeah, thank you for laughing. I'm, I, I'm, I'm, I'm totally rambling, but let me get to it. So we come all the way down the scaffolding now, and we're tired, and we're hungry, and we're sweating. And we're not sure. We think so because we're all pretty bright about it. Like we've been doing this our whole lives. Eight years of art school, four years of an engineering school, 30 years of experience. You, under, you get, you know, you're good at it. Like Disney doesn't just hire anybody. Oh, you have a dream. You can do it. No, you have to do the work. You yeah, like you said, it's a 20-year waiting list. Yeah, yeah. And you, what you should be doing those 20 years is practicing. Yes. When your time, you want to be ready. Walt's watching. Are you kidding me? You're going to meet him someday and you're standing in front of Walt and everybody else that ever had anything to do with it and Roy and everybody else and say, I was just a tiny piece, but I did my part. And you want them to just say thank you. Like, thanks, Timmy. You did everything you could for my dream. And I, you know, because all I want to do is someday I want to get in heaven and I want to shoot 18 holes and walk a golf course with Walt Disney. <laughs> Me and Walt shoot eight holes, 18 holes. That's my dream. That's if, if that can happen, I'm going to do everything on this lifetime to make sure that that happens. Because I just want to hear about it all, man. I just want to, like, and I want to hug them. You know, I want that hug, man. Yeah. So, anyway, so the, the three of us, Hoshino, Fujita, and myself, we come all the way down the scaffolding, so excited because what we think we will look like from the ground, you know, 100 yards away, we don't know till we get there. Exactly. We have other people calling us saying, oh, my God, you got to come see this. It's perfect. So we're getting excited because they're on the ground. But then we get on the ground. Now, everybody knows that some people speak one language, some people speak another. So we started to develop little signals. But there was no break in there. Nobody needed to know. You could have been from outer space and understood what was going on with the three grown men covered in paint and moss and ugh, and sweat <laughs> it's just so disgusting covered in an imagineer gear but gross like really swampy like bad stuff and here we are we get down on the ground we get up and we look at it we get out binoculars we start focusing and zooming in because there was little nuances to it that only the three of us knew about like a hidden mickey kind of beauty and all of a sudden we look at each other and i say wait 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 and they understand what i mean and i sit down on the ground I don't stand anymore. And I say, come down. I show them motion down, down. They sit down and then we look at it. And then we stand back up and I say, I wanted to see what it looks like from the height of a six-year-old, a little kid. And instantly they got it. Two of them, one of them had tears in both eyes. The other one had only had tears in one eye because he was already wiping the other one. They got it that the magic isn't just for us adults and us art directors and people who understand the nuances of forced perspective and go away blue. Like the yeah, things it's that for the wonderment of the children. But the kids matter too, right? And they and without speaking the same language, so now they're hugging me, jumping up and down, screaming because we felt like not only did we just make something beautiful, but it was good for the kids. Like the kids see it because that four feet makes a big difference over a hundred yards. I'm not kidding you. Like you have to understand engineering and and line of sight and and force perspective. Perception. Don't really what I'm talking about, but but there's and so you'd have to walk around. Like, there's kids in wheelchairs, man. I make my team paint underneath the railings, too, because that's what those kids can see. Like, if you just paint standing up five, and you're a five-foot-tall adult and you're painting this great immersive thing, but you don't take the time to get down and look at it from other point of view. And what about really tall people? 
they come through too. Get on a ladder, look down at your work also, because you might miss a spot or something, and instantly the guest is taken out of the magic because it becomes real because you missed a spot, and it looks like pain. It doesn't look like 75,000 years of, of train station gook like it's supposed to be in, in the King's Cross at Harry Potter. I had to make that look like it was so old. So when you walk in, even though it's brand new, it's fresh paint, it looks for – so it's, I have to tell a story of time, distance, age, atmosphere, all with a paintbrush and two other guys that don't speak English. Man, if you can get what I'm saying right now, to get down on the ground and look up and see it and see these grown men from other countries cry when I show them, let's check for the kids first. Man, the huge art director comes around, saw what was happening, saw us hugging, and he goes, here, and he hands me a pen. When the, when, you, when the head art director in Walt Disney World hands you a pen, it's good news. It means you're gonna, he's going to sign you off on that area. That section is done and ready for the guests. I call it, we're selling tickets. Because when, when you get to a point where you know it's perfect, you're like, ah, oh, leave it alone. It's perfect right there. <laughs> now we're selling tickets, man. We're selling. So my, my team that I build under me, because I'm also an instructor and a teacher, I've been doing it so long that now I'll take people and I'll say, this is a paintbrush. And I'll build them up till they're an art director. Like I'll teach them every little thing. Because I, I don't want to leave this earth with all that knowledge Wasted just going with me. Yeah. I can't take it there. And if it can, pr- and if thousands of years of artists happen, who knew? Walt didn't know what he was going to build. I don't know what I'm leaving behind. So I'm going to do it with kindness. I'm going to do it with instruction. I'm going to do it with motivation. I'm going to help everybody that I can because there's something beautiful going on here. And if you could share that moment where me and these, the, the Japanese guy, a Chinese guy, and, and a guy from Philadelphia are hugging and crying like little kids jumping up and down like we just, you know, won. A pinata opened up and lottery tickets, winning lottery tickets framed on us. That's how we felt. Like that feeling needs to be shared with other people. So without breaking any of the magic and giving away too many secrets, I want to tell you the interactions of the people that built Walt Disney World and how amazing they are. It's not the Timmy Britt show. It's about Walt Disney and his dream. Yeah, and the it, people it's, it's, it's the team and everyone else that that's behind the scenes that the guests may not see on a on a day to day basis, but. There's right. so many hardworking people that bring oh. all that magic together. Now I'm, and I'm, I'll never. I'm only going to say this once because I the words I'm probably going to throw up as they leave my mouth. But I'm a talented guy. I got a lot of skill, a lot of education, a lot of experience. When I pick up a brush, it's so natural. I don't know what to tell you. I worked my whole life to get to that place. And when I tell you that I'm the least talented person that ever walked at, worked at Walt Disney World, that's saying something. Yeah, a, a lot of a lot of great people. I would take off my hat to every other artist that works there. Every one of them. Whether we understood each other, didn't understand each other, they were there, and I learned from every one of them a little bit of something because I pay attention, man. You know, when you're there, you are laser-focused. Like, I'm the p- type of person that fear wakes me up. Like, I'm ready. Like, like if, it's, if it's boring or interesting, I can't give my best, but you scare me? Like, like you put some pressure or some adrenaline? or Like, I had to go on stage at Walt Disney World and the other journey through Disney World in animation where I have to talk to guests from all the world who don't speak English and then teach them how to draw Mickey Mouse. Or Donald Duck or Goofy or Stitch or somebody. So I have to communicate. So I learned that job when I got the Imagineers. See, it paid off. So yep. That's what I meant about the little circumstances that help you along the way yep. are all part of it. Because when I can teach you to draw Winnie the Pooh in less than 20 minutes and you're proud of it, I can teach you, look at what happens here. And just instruct, show them. Grab yep. a paintbrush, show them, explain, teach them about the mediums. Teach them. Like you also have to know about all the paint and enamels and and, you know, metallic colors and acids. And y- you don't just have to know watercolor. Like, you have to know oh, – I'm sorry, but you have to know everything about it yeah. that you can. And you have to stay on top of the industry because it's always growing and changing with new products that can make your job easier. And so new the more technologies. You learn about them, oh, my God. They're making, they're making paint now that is good, safe for the environment. Like, we had to work 
I don't want to give away any secrets, but we really care about animals at Walt Disney World. I mean, I like animals. I like every animal more than any person, and I love you, man, but you're a person. You put a bunny rabbit in front of me and you, if it's you, me and a bunny rabbit. Me it's and the a bunny, bunny rabbit. rabbit. Yeah. yeah, you lose to a bunny every day of the week. I'm sorry. I, 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 that's understandable. Bunnies are adorable. That's yeah. that's understandable. And puppies, stop yourself. And like baby chicks and ducks. And, oh, I can't. That's, that's a whole other thing. But anyway, we had we knew that animals would, in, in, in Animal Kingdom, would make it a habitat for themselves, live there. And we can't use products that would biodegrade in this in the weather and the sun. I mean, it's brutal. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to scream, but I, like, when I <laughs> you're good. You're good. Out, I didn't mean that. Like I just kind of jumped out of my mouth that way. I'm so sorry. I'll try to control myself. But the animals are going to pick this apart and eat it. So from years of work in building these amazing zoo enclosures for animals, they've come across products that are digestible. So I can build an attraction with safely digestible products that make you think you're looking at a floating mountain, makes a raccoon think he's having lunch, makes little kids think that they're Navi, and at night glows up and turns into this like iridescent neon wonderland. That's the magic, man. Safe for all animals, enjoyable for all people. And, and, then, I, and, and it has to last for 75 to 100 years. And I think that is a good note to, to end on for, for today. Yes, sir. I, I definitely appreciate you taking the time out of your day to, to do the podcast, even even with all the technical issues that we had to sort through. Yeah. But yeah, I would absolutely love to have you on the podcast again in the future. I mean, you have so I'd many stories to, to tell, and I think we yeah, I do. just barely scratched the surface today. <laughs> I wanted to give you some a, a variety of just really heartfelt things to just, you were so well prepared and so researched for this that... You made it so painless, man. I was worried, and I'm, I, I'll do this again with you tomorrow. This was awesome. So, Well, I, I certainly appreciate that. Before okay. I let you go, people, once again, they can find you on your website, which is timmybrit.art. That's T-I-M-M-Y-B-R-I-T-T dot art. And they can find you on Instagram at timmybritstudios. Any, any final words that you want to say to the audience before we let you go, Timmy? Yeah. Yeah, uh, don't ever stop believing and have a magical day. That's the best way to end. And and just like, have a magic. And, and oh think, wait, wait, wait! And dream big. You got to dream big. Man. I was just gonna throw that in there. <laughs> Thank you. Like my my agent just like my shin has black and blue mark. She just hit me. She's like, "Are you kidding me? Your whole thing is dream big. You got to inspire people to dream." Yes, of course. You know, dreaming small doesn't serve anyone. So go ahead and dream big, man. Make it happen. Just go for it. And you know, I have the formula now. I gave you the formula. Believe in it with all your heart. Do the work. Do the work. Do the work. Jump on my what if you if you if you have a child out there. I want to reach out to the audience too. If anybody has a story about a kid that where a little drawing or a picture or a phone call might help. Man, I'm all about the Ron McDonald House in St. Jude. Like that's what I'm doing all this for is so that I can help those kids. Man, email me at info at timmybrit.art or just go to timmybrit.art the website or timmybrit studios on Instagram. I'm easy to find, man. Well, guys, that's going to wrap it up for this edition of the Ocho and Ortiz Disney podcast. I really hope you guys enjoyed it. I really enjoyed having Timmy Britt on. I want to thank Tim once again for coming on the show. I really, really enjoyed chatting with him. Like I told him, he he's just so full of enthusiasm and, and pure joy. And you can really tell that he loves what he does. So I... I I hope that Timmy will come on the show again in the future 
And guys, just quickly, once again, you can find him at timmybrit.art or at timmybritstudios on Instagram. And you can find us on all the social media platforms at Ocho Ortiz Disney on Twitter, Facebook.com slash Ocho and Ortiz Disney Pod, or on Instagram at Ocho and Ortiz Disney Pod. We are also available on most major podcasts and platforms, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, Google Podcasts, and of course our main source of uploading is Podbean, Ocho and Ortiz Disney Pod.podbean.com. And guys, you know, we are on Patreon, so if you do want to help support the show and help us grow you and you're able to do so, you can go to patreon.com slash Ocho and Ortiz Disney Pod. And as always, guys, whether you're watching this in the morning, the afternoon, the evening, whatever time of day it is where you are when you're watching this, we appreciate you watching. We thank you for watching and we'll talk to you soon. Bye bye.